Hello and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk, and I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things that we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling. From shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to the Impact Wrestling Review. And I think it's fair to say this show was more about the angles that it produced rather than the matches. And we had some great angles being played out. It did have a wonderful main event involving two of the very best women's wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Uh, We also witnessed a murder of a TNA Impact legend. And I'll save my take on that for when we get there. But let's go for it, shall we? Now, Bully Ray starts off the show with a promo. Uh, He starts off by threatening the fans, eyeballing some kids. Uh, Then asks them, what did he do wrong? He turned up, he won the Call Your Shot Battle Royal. And told everyone that he would challenge Josh Alexander face-to-face. And he did that at Overdrive. He puts Josh Alexander over. Compares him to Kurt Angle. But he's not as smart as he is, though. He says, you all forgot who he was. Is the guy that ran off Hulk Hogan. He beat Sting which meant he could never wrestle for the Impact World title ever again. He put Dixie Carter through a table. He's a bad man, the worst, in fact. Says that he built Impact Wrestling. Uh, He goes on to say that after all the things that he's done, why would Josh Alexander have his wife so close to him at ringside? Then Rich Swan runs down at this point and attacks Bully Ray. Uh, A referee comes down to the ring ahead of our first match. Let's pause there and just say that Bully Ray, I thought, cut a brilliant heel promo. And let's be honest, nothing he said was a lie. He is a bad guy. Uh, Not sure about building Impact Wrestling, but he had a hand in it, I would say. But our first match was Rich Swan versus Bully Ray, and Bully pretty much controlled the match for most of it. But when Rich Swan started to come back and threatened to get in control, Bully grabbed his chain and used it uh, by smacking him in the throat, basically, which caused a disqualification. It all then really kicked off from that point because Bully Ray grabbed a chair and started battering Swan with it on the outside. He then tied his wrists to the ropes as he did to Josh Alexander at Overdrive. But Tommy Dreamer then ran down the ramp. Uh, He tried to talk some sense into him but Bully just pushes him on his ass. Scott Damore came out and he was 
pissed off. He uh, broke the trophy, the call your shot trophy, shouting loads of crap, really. Uh, Tommy had to keep holding him back. He's shouting that Bully was a piece of shit. Uh, Bully shouted back, yeah, you're right, and you're the one that hired me. I thought that although the match was pretty average, if I'm honest, the angle afterwards was fantastic. Bully Ray plays the arsehole heel so well. And the thing with Scott Demore, you know, coming out, it felt real. It felt like it was the booker coming out, had enough of one of his talents. It was really well worked. Tommy Dreamer did well in his bit as well. A great opening to the show, I thought. Our next match was Moose versus Bupinda Gujar. This was a pretty decent match. I don't know a lot about Gujar, but I'm guessing he hasn't been wrestling very young. He looks... Uh, sorry, hasn't been wrestling very long. He looks young. He certainly looks green, but I think he has a bright future ahead of him. As for Moose, if there was one guy on the Impact Wrestling roster that I'd build a wrestling company around, it would 100% be Moose. He just screams superstar to me every time I see him on screen. I'm very surprised that he hasn't had a move to one of the top companies. Maybe he's happy in Impact, I don't know. He did win the match after hitting Guja with a spear. After the match, uh, Moose throws Guja out of the ring to the floor and then cuts a promo. He says that he told everyone about Bully Ray, but no one would listen to him. He says he doesn't want to hear Bully Ray's name ever again. Don't say his name. And then the other guy I'd take from this roster, Joe Hendry, shows up. I'm so happy that he's getting over an impact. He really deserves it. I love Joe Hendry. Uh, Moose tells him that he hasn't got time for his bollocks, basically, to just piss off out of his ring. Uh, Joe tells him that's not really what you want, because from a current champion to a former champion, he can tell a cry for help when he hears one. Then start brawling, and it all ends with Guja coming back in and laying out Moose. Again, very enjoyable. I love Joe Hendry, like I said. And Moose and Gujar looks great, but yeah, enjoyed all of this. Our third match was Steve Macklin versus Frankie Kazarian. This match probably went a little bit too long because it started to fall apart in the middle. And then the finish kind of sucked as Macklin used a chair, which got him disqualified. And then he DDT'd Kazarian on the chair while shouting about a title shot. It, normally it would have been okay, but we'd already seen the same type of finish earlier in the Bully Ray match. So it wasn't the best of times to do this. If you do too many of these on the same show, then the more you do, the less it has an impact. 
Not all negative though, as there was some very good wrestling in there. Um, Kazarian's still great. Well, you know, he is getting older and he's... It's just little bits where he's slower and not quite so smooth, but I still think he's great. There were then a few backstage segments. Uh, one was Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans having issues after losing to Death Dolls at Overdrive. Uh, Eddie Edwards was in another talking about burying his past and forgetting about PCO when Delirious gets in his face. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns walk up to the Tag Team Champions Heath and Rhino and basically a Tag Team Championship match gets agreed by them. And then, in the main event, it was Deanna Prazzo versus Mickey James. If Mickey James lost the match, she had to retire and go away from wrestling. Uh, I thought this was an excellent match. Mickey James is still one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. I know she seems to be winding down her career, but... She looks like she could easily have another run in WWE if she wanted to. Uh, Diana Perazzo is one of my favourite wrestlers to watch. I think she goes under the radar a bit because she is on Impact. And given a run in one of the top companies, I think she would get the respect she deserves. I would put their, her up there as one of the best not just women's wrestlers, but wrestlers in the world. I know she's not flashy necessarily, but uh, technically she's great. Uh, Mickey won the match though with a roll up, and then after the match, the knockouts champion Jordan Grace came out, made the challenge to Mickey James for hard to kill. In I forget when that is, but. <laughs> Whenever that is. And then... To end the show... We had this... Cinematic... Thing. (laughs) It's... Been doing the rounds on social media today. A lot of people talked about it. So... Eric Young and Dina were in some sort of prison. I think it was supposed to be. Where Young asked Dina what violent by design was all about uh, Dina says eliminating weakness where does weakness come from uh, uh, young ass Dina says failure uh, young wants to know if he would eliminate the failure even if it is in this room with them Dina says yes he would Eric Young says yes he would as well they then fight over a knife that's on the table. And it all ends with Dina seemingly killing off Eric Young by stabbing him with this knife. It went about five minutes long, near enough. Now, usually something like this I would hate because it's all obviously way too fake. But I have to say, the way this was shot, all cinematic-like, and the way it was put together, I could be honest, this was awesome. Um, I'm not saying we should see more of this at all, 
but sort of the now and again that Impact do it, why not? And this was obviously a goodbye to Eric Young, who is reported to be heading back to WWE. Uh, he's been great for Impact, one of the TNA originals. I think he'll do well in WWE, and I've, I've got a feeling this he had a hand in putting this together as well. I, I loved it. I know some people hated it. I loved it personally. So if you're looking for something different to watch, away from the big two companies in AW and WWE, then absolutely give Impact Wrestling a try. I honestly thought the show was really good. I recently got back in to watching it. Uh, I used to be a big fan of when it was TNA in the early years. Like I've said before, another podcast until Hogan and Bischoff killed it. Um, I think it's well worth the watch and it deserves a lot more um, eyes on it, in my opinion. I know people are kind of put off because of what has happened there recently. You know, the the Hogan years. But, you know, as a... It's, it's hard to describe. It's sort of a, a link between independent wrestling and the top companies. That's the way I see it. It's sort of that next level from independence, but below AW and WWE. But... Definitely give it a watch if you haven't. And that is your Impact Wrestling Review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling po- uh, Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. Find us on YouTube as well. And I'll be back tomorrow with the Smackdown and Rampage reviews. So until then, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next time.